What's good? Will Freeman, RevolutionaryLifestyleDesign.com, coming at you today to tell you how to deal with the haters, critics, and cynics in your life. As always, the goal is to further help you pursue your happiness. And I want you to uh, look into the premises that I'm going to tell you, okay? Let's see if they fit with your reference points. The first premise of what this video is going to be based on is that everyone wants to be loved, everyone wants to be happy, okay? And that means that no one likes to be hated or criticized. I don't care what you might think or what many other people might think or when a lot of guys pretend like they don't care about the haters. No one is happy to hear someone criticize them or tell them they're no good or no one actively pursues a life where they want to be hated. Okay, let me give you the most extreme example, right? No one would want a life where they are walk through the town every day and spat on and call dirty names and have rocks thrown at them. If you've seen Game of Thrones, you know what they did to the queen and they're dragging her around the city. That type of scenario, no one wants that. Okay, I'm just using that as an extreme example. No one wants to be hated. All right. Now, there are some guys who are, they've, they didn't receive enough attention as kids, so they realized, well, okay, I'm not getting loved, but I can at least get attention from, and negative attention is better than no attention, but that's still derived from the same source of wanting some type of validation. In reality, if they were able to get the love and positive attention, they would 100% choose that over the negative attention, Okay. So what I'm trying to make clear is that in your pursuit of happiness, you don't want to be hated and you don't want to be criticized. And this is true of everybody. Even if you see someone and, and a smart person, especially in business, will say something like, you know, thank you for generating, you know, this creative discussion or, you know, you're generating good ideas with, with, with those questions. Okay. But that's just game. They don't want to. They didn't want to hear the question of you arguing with them. They're just a politician and they're smart enough to know how to respond to these things. Okay. And at the end of the day, everyone wants to be loved and they want to be validated. And in your pursuit of happiness, you want people to like you and you don't want people to hate or criticize you. Okay. And that's okay. I'm in the same boat. hundred percent. Um, now, so that's the first premise. The second premise is that some criticism is actually useful, okay? Some criticism can help you be happier, more successful. It can help you in your business. Um, it can help you in the way that you relate to people. So you need to be able to differentiate between the criticism that's useful, that's productive, and the unproductive criticism, okay? That's a smart move. And to be able to differentiate between the two is important. And the first thing you need to do once you're, once you're able to differentiate between the two, okay, and by differentiate, I mean the vast majority of criticism that's an ad hominem attack is not useful. When someone calls you an asshole or this and that, that's not productive criticism. Productive criticism is something where you hear it and you think, okay, there might be some truth to that. Let me investigate later. 
when I get away from this person or, you know, let me think about that one, okay? That's how I define productive criticism is when you hear it and you think, okay, there might be some truth to that. Unproductive criticism is just an ad hominem attack or it's criticism that you didn't particularly ask for and there's ways of, the, the smart move is, is to know how to deal with that, okay? And lastly is the last premise of this video is the biggest hater you have to deal with, the, the most important one is yourself. Because if you're a hater and we all have different levels of haters or critical tendencies, um, then you actually make yourself unhappy because happiness and love are the same emotion. You can't feel happiness when you're hateful. You can't feel happiness when you're in that critical mode, okay? If you want to see how that looks, go read a celebrity gossip site where they're just talking down about a Perez Hilton. They're just talking down about celebrities for like two hours. Go read that for two hours and tell me how good you feel. It's going to be impossible to feel good. And when you come out of it, you're going to have all this like negative judgmentalism around the people around you and the people that you see because you're in that negative, hateful reality. As opposed to going around something positive, you know, you go read about entrepreneur sex success stories and even if it's not the most intellectually stimulating, it's, it's going to make you feel happier, okay? And I, I'm, I'm speaking from experience. When, when I was younger, I had a lot of, you know, hater or negative tendencies because I didn't like where my life was going. And I would look at someone who's doing better and I'd be like, man, fuck that guy. Fuck these people. They're, they're lying or this and that or... You know, fuck all this shit. Um, and it, it for sure did not make me happy. Okay. So we're going to get into the three. We've got the premises down and we're going to get into the three areas of how to help you pursue your happiness. First by um, minimizing unproductive criticism. And second by um, learning from productive criticism. Okay. That's important. And... Then we're going to get into how not to be a hater, okay? So the first thing you have to do in terms of minimizing unproductive criticism, all right, which is the criticism that we, we discussed is either an ad hominem attack or it's some type of criticism that's consistent that you didn't really ask for, is get negative people out of your life. And oh my God, is this so important for your quality of life. This is something I've talked about in a number of different videos and articles. But it's so, so, so important, okay? And here's how to determine if your friend or the people around you are haters. It could be your parents, okay? Um, you know, my mom has some very negative tendencies. Your parents might. And it, it really, you know, if you're trying to build something in your life, if you're trying to build a business and you're trying to build a new uh, positive identity for yourself, that's really hard. And especially in the, the early stages, just even a little bit of criticism from someone you care about and someone's opinion that you respect can really fuck up your transition. So it's very important to have um, either positive people around you or if you if you don't have positive people around you to, a, to get rid of or minimize your time spent around people who are haters or critics or cynics, okay? And... A pure hater at the end of the day is a negative, unhappy person. That's the first thing you need to understand. If the guy that you're hanging out with is always talking 
uh, complaining. He's always talking about things that are going wrong. Um, you give you open the floor to, to like you know what's going on with you. That's great. What what good things are happening? And he never has anything good to say. This is not the kind of guy that you want to be around because everything that you're going to put forward, he's going to try and chop down. Okay, this is not the type of dude that you want to be around when you're trying to make positive change. There's a number of different people like that. Like that's the pure hater. Okay, a pure hater that you see online is the troll. The troll is just the guy who comes on and just calls you a cunt. <laughs> you know, just calls you something horrible. And the, there is no way that that guy's happy in his life. There's no way. Um, I get these occasionally. You know, someone gets triggered by one of my videos and they come on and it's ad hominem attacks and stuff like that. What you have to understand with this, this, this kind of person is that there's absolutely no way that they're happy in their life and that they are, are living in a positive reality. Like if you can get triggered by something as simple as a YouTube video, and my, my YouTube videos are not particularly um, controversial or triggering, I don't think, then you, your state, your level of state control and your um, happiness with your own life is, is really not good, okay? So that's like a, a pure troll, all right? And, and you wanna avoid those people like the plague. I usually just like, you know, on YouTube, you can press a button that says hide the comments from this person and then they're just magically gone from your life. If you have a, a business like I do, that's, that's an option or like, it, you know, but the main thing is not to be friends with those, those types of pure trolls. However, there are a lot of other negative people who are not just like a straight negative troll. Okay. These are the dream, dream killers. The guy who, you know, you bring up your business idea and the first thing out of his mouth is him just like shitting all over it. Okay. This is a, a terrible thing to do. Um, then you've got the other guys and these are the more subtle types who are, it's the guy who always says, well, let me play devil's advocate. All right. Now, why is he saying, let me play devil's advocate, right? Why do you need to say, let me take the other side um, when you're trying to present something positive? The same thing as the other guy who's saying, well, let me give you some constructive criticism that you didn't ask for, okay? No one wants to hear constructive criticism unless they ask for it. When the guy says, let me give you, like, you're excited about your business idea, or you're talking about, like, getting in the gym and getting girls. He's like, well, let me give you some constructive criticism on that. 9.9 .9 times out of 10, that is not in your best interest is that you were talking about positive shit and that triggers something in his life or he wants to come on top of you or you know he wants to show you that he knows more than you do something about that is triggering him okay if it's once in a while that's no big deal but if 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 you're hanging out with guys and they're consistently playing the devil's advocate they're consistently playing the constructive criticism guy they are holding you back man um and the same, like you'll see this on a on a larger level with these guys who are like the rational skeptics. Okay, they're part of the skeptical society. They are part of the atheist society, and like it's all good to be skeptical. It's all good to be, um, you know, rational and critical and all that. But when you are so proud of it that you're part of a society, or the, when that's your first foot forward, okay, it shows that they value the negative more than the positive. All right. Now, that's not to say it's not important. I'm rational. I have critical thinking. I'm skeptical about a lot of things. But that's not 
I don't join societies on that shit, okay? I don't join, that's not what I'm thinking when I wake up at the start, at the start of the day. When I wake up, I'm like, what am I gonna do that's gonna be great? What am I gonna do for my guys today? Um, you know, let's get fired up for the day. Let's go do my cardio. Um, let's, let's get, you know, what am I doing that's good and happy? That's the first foot I put forward, okay? I'm looking for good things first. The skeptical and rational is, is to hold me back from like, okay, maybe I shouldn't get into this um, type of a business, right? Because there's some, there's a few things that I'm, I'm not sure about, but it's always the positive foot that is put forward. Okay. So that's what you have to be analyzing. Is this guy putting the negative foot forward or, and, and using skepticism as a cover for his, the fact that he has a negative outlook on life or is he, is, is he the type who puts the positive foot forward? Okay. You want, you want to be hanging out with guys who put the positive foot forward. And they can be skeptical and rational, but that that shouldn't be their first fucking move on everything, all right? It's very, very important because there's a lot of these subtle types of guys who leech that state off of you and who can handicap a lot of your dreams because they aren't happy with the way that their lives are going, okay? Um, and like, I'll give you an example. You guys know that I recommend a service business for most guys. I'm okay with drop shipping and FBA and stuff like that, as long as you recognize that there's a pretty high failure rate on them. And I had a tech startup. I gave that a shot. It didn't work out for me. There was no one in my incubator who was able to sell their business or, or make any type of money. But if some young guy comes up to me and, and he's like, and we're having a conversation, I'm like, what do you do? He's like, man, I got a tech startup. We got this cool idea. We're gonna, it's gonna be huge. I think it's gonna be a thirty million dollar business. I'm not gonna say anything negative about that. I'm gonna be like, man, that sounds fucking cool, man. I hope you guys make it happen. You know, remember me when you when you get that three million dollar check. All right. Even though I have a business that's lifestyle design, and even though I'm, a lot of my focus is on helping young guys do better and. Even though I have tons of information out there about why I think you should start a service business, I'm never going to stand in the way of someone's dream. Okay, I'm never going to be the guy who's like, well, you shouldn't do that. I did a tech business. It didn't work. No one in my incubator. Man, that's the last thing I want to tell that guy. Because at the end of the day, he's committed to that. And if it doesn't work out, you know, he'll find out for himself. But on the other hand, it could work out. And I don't want to be the guy where if he... If he succeeds and, and he looks back and like that guy stood in my way at a crucial time, I never want to be the type of guy that gets in the way of someone's dream, right? If he's not asking for my advice on his tech startup, he's just trying to express something that's joyful to him and that's positive. And the way that I want to react to that in a po is a positive way is is like fucking good for you, man. I hope you make it. I mean you know, that's a great idea, that type of a, a reaction, even if I don't disagree with that, all right? Um, unless, unless you ask for criticism from your friends or constructive criticism, you shouldn't be getting it, or you should be getting it like very rarely, okay? Maybe once in a hundred times when you bring something up. But if you're consistently getting it and it's unasked for, then that guy is no good and you've got to get rid of him, okay? Now, in business, it's a bit different. So you're getting those negative people out of your life, 
we're still talking about minimizing unproductive criticism. In business, you can't particularly get negative people out of your life, all right? Um, but we're talking about the unproductive criticism. So for me in my business, I either just, if it's like a YouTube, I'll hit spam or abuse if, if it's really like vile, or I'll just hit hide comments so that they, they don't put that negativity out. Or because I'm starting to get a lot of comments, I just don't have the time for it and it's just in there and, and there's someone typing in all caps about something they don't like about me. And I think most people can understand <clears throat> it's probably not the best use of that guy's time. Eventually I'll have someone to monitor that shit, but at, at in business, okay, it is good for your brand to either censor or ignore these types of comments. Um, you know, if you're building a brand and someone wants to it's just like your storefront, right? Someone wants to write graffiti all over your storefront about that you're garbage. You, you probably want to get that removed. You probably want to get that person removed. Um, I don't pretend to be objective about it. I'm a benevolent dictator and I censor or ignore the, the vile types of criticism where it's just like you're a misogynist or something dumb and I don't care because it serves no value. Um, eventually I'll get someone to do it and I won't have to see it. But at the end of the day, I think my approval rating is something like 90% on my videos and the vast majority of, of it's positive and it's really positive, which is awesome. But there's always going to be some level of unproductive criticism and, uh, it's either removing these negative people from your life or it's in, or if it's in business, it's removing the, you know, the really negative unproductive criticism from your business, either your landing page or, you know, wherever it is, your storefront or just removing these types of people. The second part is <clears throat> lessening unproductive criticism, okay? So we're still in minimizing unproductive criticism. The first point is getting negative people out of your life or out of your business. And now it's had a lesson on productive criticism. So at the same time, like a person who's triggered and launches an ad hominem attack or a, a person who's constantly negative is, in my opinion, in the wrong. But you have to think also, if you're getting a lot of hatred, are you doing something that is triggering people? Okay. Are you a dick? <laughs> are you walking around being really arrogant and bragging a lot, or are you doing something that is is provoking people out of where they should? Like, there's always going to be trolls and haters, but like, are you um, pr provoking them unnecessarily? Okay, and like, if you're in business or just as your personal self, I think that like the vast majority of your communication should be positive. Okay. I walk around, I smile at the people in the shop, the shopkeepers, you know, where I go to get my lunch, the people know me. I get the same thing every day. It's a smile. There's a little conversation. When I hang out with my guys, there's no arguing. When I just, just moving around in, in my reality, I try and make it um, a positive experience. And something you can read about or listen to in my video on how to be charming, okay? You can totally be a confident um, 
alpha male and you can be a confident um, go-getter, but you can also be a really nice guy as well. You, you know, if it's like pure alpha is 100%, if you just take it down to like 85% and just soften that 15% and, you know, greet people with a warm smile, ask about them a little bit, you can take a lot of the edge off of, you know, the way that people might feel. Because if you have like a really strong presence or a strong walk, and you'll see it sometimes, like you'll walk in a place and people will think, well, you know, fuck this, who the fuck is this guy, right? But if you if you approach them with a smile and you you ask them how they are, immediately they open up, all right? And again, we're talking about the pursuit of your happiness, okay? We're talking about that you want people like you. This is okay, it is not weak to admit that, I don't think. Um, it is not unmasculine to admit that you want to like other people and you want them to like you. So you have to think, okay, is there something I can do to maybe, if I'm getting a lot of hatred, instead of just saying, fuck the haters, is there something you can do to soften your message? Um, and in my personal life, especially since I moved uh, down to Asia, I've definitely softened my approach to people because people here are much more humble. I've softened my walk. I had, you know, I had a swagger. I turned my swagger down a little bit because you get a, as a foreigner, you get a bit more attention already. Um, so I turned the walk down a little bit and sort of adapted a bit more to my surroundings and I soften everything and I'm, I'm actually a lot, I'm happier and I approach people more warmly. I approach people with a bit more um, uh, genuineness and it's kind of jarring for me to see some of the foreigners and the Westerners come out. Like the walk is, just seems so over the top now, like the, the full swagger and like, you know, I'm, and I'm thinking like, man, there was a point where I walked around with that level of, you know, arrogance to some degree. And I think that, you know, I found a, um, a better position for myself and, and something that makes me happier, something my whole approach to the world is, is a bit softer. And I think it makes me happier. It makes other people happier. Okay. Same thing goes for my business. If you've noticed, um, I'm on come coming up on year five here on RLD. The tone of everything has become softer. The tone of everything has become happier. Um, as I've become softer and happier. And this is especially true when I'm going on YouTube, because I know that on YouTube, I'm reaching a lot of people who aren't my core audience, who maybe aren't familiar with the, um, the red pill or, you know, the new masculinity and things like that. And I've noticed that some of my older videos, people would get triggered by something when in reality, they didn't have to be. If I just prefaced that with about 30 seconds of explaining that, okay, I'm learning from this thing, but that's not my particular morality. Or people would get triggered if I would talk about me getting girls, even though I was trying to be instructive, I could see how it would come off as bragging. So I, so I will now say, you know, there are people who are better looking or, or who do better than me, but this is just my particular opinion and this has been an effective technique for me and perhaps it'll be effective for you, okay? Because at the end of the day, I want to make you, the viewer, happier. So if I have to put in a 30-second little preface or a caveat, then that is in my best interest to do in terms of not triggering people, 
and in terms of lessening any type of unproductive criticism and you know just making my um my videos a more a more positive experience and you know that's something that's definitely been useful to me in in, in my business okay so that's part number two of minimizing unproductive criticism is lessening any unproductive criticism that you might be generating where you don't have to change you know who you are you can just soften a few aspects and um you know have more people be happy to see you or or happy to engage with your message all right now that's number one minimizing unproductive criticism by one getting negative people out of your life two lessening unproductive criticism where you can second part okay learning from productive criticism Productive criticism, like I said before, is criticism where you go, hmm, there might be some truth to that. Maybe that guy's onto something, okay? And if you don't have a business, okay, I'm gonna get into productive criticism for your business in a second, but if you don't have a business, productive criticism should really only come from when you ask for it, okay? Like I said before, if some guy is giving you constructive criticism, without you asking for it consistently, this dude is not a good type of friend. If I want productive criticism, I'm gonna ask somebody. Like I might ask my friend Phil, he's knowledgeable about marketing, and I will say, Phil, what do you think about this as a marketing idea? And he will give me some constructive feedback, okay? I'm asking for it, and it might be critical of my approach. That's fine because I'm willingly asking for it and I know that his feedback will inevitably make me um, be able to better understand the marketplace. When someone does that consistently without me asking for it, I'm not particularly happy to see that guy, okay? And, you know, this is something I get sometimes where people will tell me what I should do with, with my business. And if you're not a reader or you're not a blogger who gets 500,000 visitors a month, just probably not that much value that you can offer me. Um, because like I would have thought of those angles already, most likely, right? Just like some guy has some other type of business that I don't know about, the odds of me giving him feet, telling him what he should do on his business are gonna be zero, because I don't know anything about his business, okay? So we're just talking about productive criticism. And with your friends, it's usually productive criticism that you ask for. Occasionally, someone will offer constructive criticism and, and you'll have to say, okay, well, I didn't ask for it, but you know, he is onto something there. I'll, I will think about that again. But as I said before, guys who are consistently doing that, probably not the best guys to have around. Now, in business though, it is a different story, okay? Because in business, your customers and your clients are the boss. You serve them, not the other way around. So if you, the reader, or you, the watcher of this video, tell me something constructively, even if I don't ask for it, that's something I'm gonna pay attention to. However, I'm not gonna pay attention if just one guy says it, for the most part. If five guys tell me something, I'm gonna pay attention to that big time because I'm gonna assume that the consensus is way bigger than those five guys, and it's definitely something that I'm gonna to listen to. And uh, I view constructive criticism, even when I don't ask for it, 
And even when I don't particularly enjoy it, I, I still am able to critique myself and look at it as a, as a focus group, all right? Like, you might not know this, but the vast majorities of, of movies that make it to theaters have been through like 30 or 40 different focus groups. And a lot of the time they'll tweak the ending or they'll tweak different things about the movie so that more people like it and so that gets better ratings. And that's a lot of how I look at the site. If you are saying you want to hear about something else or you want me to do an article or video on something else, I will take that under advisement. And if enough people say it, then I will almost surely do it. If enough people have a problem with something I'm doing, then I will definitely change that. One example that I can give you was uh, this year I said I'm going to put out a piece of content every day. And with that, I started doing a newsletter every day. I figured, okay, I'm not selling anything, so I don't think it's going to be annoying for guys to receive a newsletter notifying them of new content. Right? I'm not, it's not like I'm affiliate marketing or selling something. And I go on to check my subscriber rates. I usually get about 11 newsletter subscribers a day. And I see that I have 12 unsubscribers. That my unsubscriber rate is actually higher than my subscriber rate. And I go, hold on, there's a problem here. As guys are getting upset. So in my email, I say how I'm trying to put out a piece of new content every day. How much frequency would you like on your email? Would you like two times a week, three times a week, or once a week? And almost every single one of you responded with once a week, once a week. So immediately I scrapped that everyday email and once a week I do a weekly roundup. Um, and this is a very important thing to do in your business. If you have something like a tech business based on a product and, and there are a lot of complaints about your product but do, and it's the same complaint, then that's something you have to change. Or if a lot of, a lot of your um, buyers are asking for a specific feature, that's something that you should try and include in your next build. Very, very important to take your productive criticism uh, seriously from your clients or customers even if um, even if you didn't ask for it now it's not something you always have to take into account there, there, there can definitely be some areas where you're, you're hearing it but you still think the way that you're doing it is better um, but it is something that you should definitely listen to okay so that's the second point We've got uh, point number one, minimizing unproductive criticism. Point number two, learning from productive criticism. That is how you deal with the, the vast majority of, of haters in your life, okay? You get the negative people out right away. You get them out of your business and out of your life, the pure trolls, um, and even a lot of just the cynical negative people. You do what you can to not on you know unnecessarily bring on unproductive criticism when you do get productive criticism you learn from it to your best and you you adapt to it you look at it as as feedback and lastly it's how to deal with the haters and the cynics and the critics as other people is dealing with yourself as a hater okay and this is just as important and you, you might not th think it to to see you know from the stuff i do now but there was a point where i was a hater so i can understand where these people are coming from and um, it's very very important to not be a hater yourself why I'm not gonna tell you so that other people are going to make other people happier okay it, 
by not being a hater, you will make everyone around you happier. But that's not the most important thing, is it will make you happier. You cannot feel hate and happiness at the same time. And the more you're in a hateful state, the more you're in a negative, critical state, the less happy you are. It's, it is so basic and so simple, okay? The way to stop being a hater, there's two, two big things that you have to do. First is what I call, don't be a hater, be a congratulator, all right? Gotta do it, gotta switch your style up. And um, this might take a while for, for you to get a hold of, okay? When you meet like a new guy or something like that, my first instinct is, is to give the guy compliments and support and positivity. You know, I met a, a, a bunch of young guys out here and they're doing the drop shipping thing or whatever. And I was like, man, you're doing way better than I was at 25. You know, man, you're gonna do great. Just keep at it, keep grinding, you know, watch your money, don't spend too much. Um, you know, or they got a service business, they're copywriting. And, you know, sometimes you can tell the guy's away from home, he's living in a foreign country, maybe he's a bit worried about things and, and I wanna be there to pump the guy up, right? To pump him up. Or if someone's doing better than me, even if, and they're maybe they're younger and they're doing better than me, instead of miss thinking like, fuck this guy, I'll just be like, you know, I tip my hat to you, you know, good for you. You're, I accept reality, I accept there's always gonna be someone doing better, someone in better shape, someone better looking, bigger dick, whatever the fucking metric is, there's always gonna be someone better. And you do nothing for your own happiness by hating on them. And you do nothing nothing for your own happiness by not accepting reality. Like the best thing you can do is you just accept reality, um, you congratulate the guy, and maybe you see like, man, what can I learn from this dude? He's doing better than I am. What do I have to learn from this guy, okay? And there's all, it's always gonna be like that. It's always, there's never gonna be a point where you're just the best at everything. So for your personal happiness, it's very important to switch up from that mentality, okay? And it, and, it, and it could be easy because, you know, for me, I'm a vicious competitor. I When I do something seriously, I want to win and I hate losing. However, I can't just have a temper tantrum like I did when I was nine years old and start yelling at everybody and pointing out their mistakes. As a grown man, that is not a good way to interact with the world. And it will not make me happier. It is not good for my image. It is not good for my business. And it is not good for everyone around me. So, you know, it really takes, you really, you know, it takes some maturity and you really have to program that in. And, and believe me, I still, I still get the same thing myself. I'll look at a guy with a million YouTube subscribers. And I'm like, this motherfucker, what, what the fuck are they people following this fucking cunt for? And I'll be like, all right, he's doing better than you. Let me see what I can learn from this guy. He, if he's got a million followers, he's got to have some type of, um, there's something that he's doing right. Let me see if I can learn and take some things from this guy, all right? And it's really quick, right? My first instinct still might be that fucking, that hateful instinct, but then I flip it. I'm like, all right, he's doing better. That's the fucking reality. What do I learn from this dude? Um, how can How can I you know, get closer to, to his level. What, what is he doing to get followers and why is his message so powerful? Um, and that's a very, very important thing. And once you flip that, you can, you can really, it really eliminates a lot of the negative attitudes in your life. When you just like, you can sit down with people and not be angry. Like that guy's just fucking better than you. 
me at that particular thing. I might be better at some other things, but like that dude's just doing it. And like, I gotta fucking tip my hat to that guy. It's just, you know, it's the same as like, if you're playing a game of pick up basketball or whatever, and the other guy beats you, it's like yelling at him and hating on him is not, is not going to make you happier. It's going to make you unhappier and it's going to make everyone around you unhappier. They're like, you know, the best thing you do is like, man, you got me respect to you. Um, and, and that's it. You know, that's, that's the fucking mature grown man attitude that you really got to adopt. You know, it's, it's all about, it comes with taking responsibility for your own mistakes instead of blaming other people, taking accountability for your own life. Um, you know, doing what the mature thing to do in the situation is. And, and, and that's the way you got to do it, man. There's, there's no two ways about it. All right. So like, I never, ever say like, let me play devil's advocate here. Or let me give you some constructive criticism if you don't want it. It's something that never comes out of my mouth. Okay. If you don't believe me and you think that people are going to respect your intelligence, like because you gave them some smart constructive criticism that they didn't ask for, Read Dale Carnegie's books, How to Influence Friend, How to um, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Read that book and read it again and read it again until you do everything that he tells you to do. Okay, if you want people to like you, do everything in that fucking book. If you want people not to like you, then play devil's advocate and offer constructive criticism all the time. Believe me, this is something you might not realize until you get paid for how well people like you, okay? When you're in sales. When you're in sales and your fucking job depends on it, you realize how important it is not to argue with your clients. The number fucking one rule in sales is don't break rapport. And if you have to break, if you have to tell them something, you do it with the shit sandwich where, you know, you put the bad stuff in the middle and you put two positive things on the other side, okay? Very, very important. Don't be a hater, be a congratulator. Leave the hating to the trolls or to the professional guys who are actually adding value. Like one guy called saltydroid.info is a professional hater or critic of, you know, scammy um, personal development and, and types of people. And he, he is good and he helps. I mean, he's doing a service. Okay. He's doing a service and there are a lot of, scammy people out here running pyramid schemes and things like that and he does a service by making that info available but that's not my message and like leave that to those guys leave that to, to their that's his brand he's the exposer leave that to him okay for me if there's there's one scammer guy coming out every single day and they're like a hydrate you can cut their head off is it going to be one and grows back and another one and another one and another one and then like i'm just not even fucking worried about that i'm just worried about like what i'm doing man i'm just worried about what i'm doing I'm worried about my message keeping my message positive keeping my message happy there's always going to be some guy doing some kind of bullshit or something and i just don't even want to tune into that all right so that's, that's the don't be a hater, be a congratulator. Last part is uh, don't be a hater, be a creator, all right? Be a producer, not a consumer. The vast majority of guys who are producers are not haters because you don't have any time. You're, you're always producing something, okay? Like Richard Branson's not going to have time to go put out some negative comments. He's building something, all right? 
the fucking worst place I see this is on like the Google Apps um, store where people are complaining about Google Maps and they give it one star and they write in all caps, Maps doesn't work on my new Samsung phone. You need to fucking fix this. How, how does this not work? This is such a mess. I've told you about this before. And it is like the most retarded thing in the world. Like, first of all, the developer's not reading that. Second of all, you're yelling at them. Third of all, you have an app that that is free that they've been working on for the last 10 years that they maintain for free that is beaming information from space to you for free where you can just, I can go around in a, in a foreign country where I don't speak the language here, get on my motorbike, I put my earphones in to my Google Maps and the Google Maps lady tells me where to drive down to where to, which fucking streets to turn on so that I never get lost. That's the most amazing thing in the world to me. I grew up with a motherfucking rotary telephone that you had to dial like this. And if, and if you fucked up a number, you had to start again from the beginning. Now I have an internet on my phone and a maps app where they just tell me where to drive in any country in the fucking world. And it's fucking free. And they're beaming this shit up from space into a satellite down. I mean, I don't even know how that exists. And someone is getting on the Google app store yelling at the, yelling at who he thinks the developer is reading this and telling them how terrible it is that his free app doesn't work on his new phone when he it's probably his fault anyways for having too many apps running like so fucking stupid so don't be a hater be a creator when you become a producer you look at everything from the producer's angle right when you're a consumer you are upset about something this and that doesn't work i'm looking at everything from the producer's angle right you know I, you know, I'm looking at, you know, every brand of like, how did, how is their brand working? How are they getting uh, customers? How are they doing this and that? If I buy something I don't like, I'm not, I'm not getting mad over that or whatever. I'm just like, well, I'm not going to buy from that brand anymore. I'm, I'm too busy doing my stuff. You know, when, it, you know, it's like you, people get outraged over the tiniest things because their, their whole mentality is about being served and being consumer, Right. And at the end of the day, when you switch to that producer's mentality, you're not going to get outraged over an app that doesn't work properly. I mean, you're going to look at it from the producer's perspective and be like, this is, am this is amazing that they even fucking do that. That Google even keeps the maps free for you. That That's fucking amazing that they do that. I mean, they're giving so much value. How could you, how could you complain so aggressively about that? It's retarded, you know? Um... And you're going to be spending too much of your time producing. Okay, you're going to be spending. There is no time in the day. I barely have enough time in the day to, to get what I have done every single day. Right? When you're full focused on gym and girls and, and producing and working and, and, and getting all the things that you want, it takes up your whole fucking day. Right? So that's the fucking key. Be a producer, not a consumer. Don't be a hater, be a creator. So those are the key points, all right? Number one, minimize unproductive criticism by getting negative people out of your life and lessening unnecessary unproductive criticism. Number two, learn from productive criticism and adaptive feedback. And number three, don't be a hater, be a congratulator, and be a creator. That's it.
Thank you so much for watching, listening on iTunes or SoundCloud, or checking out my site, revolutionarylifestyledesign.com. Much love to you, and I wish you all the best in your personal development journey.